thanks for jumping on with us. This is uh, this is a day uh, those of us that are from the Baylor family, you know, we never thought we'd see. We thought at the end of Kim's time, it would just be, you know, Kim retiring at some point. And we hope that would not happen for another 10 years or so. Just coach into her 60s or 70s and be like Coach K at Duke. She's our Gino whoever. Just coach, coach, coach because she's in great shape. And now she is going to be named today uh, head coach at uh, LSU. Curtis, by the way, congrats because you, you were the man who had it out there first yesterday. Um, t- walk us through, Curtis, just the y- yesterday for you. Um, a lot of us were getting tips. I was talking to Kim throughout this process, but when did you kind of first get that tip and, uh, and what was that like? Did you make a beeline over to the Farrell center? How, what was, uh, what was that, uh, what was that whole experience like? Weekend, Matt, I went to go see my, uh, my dad and my grandparents for the first time since about two weeks before I left to go, uh, to Indianapolis. Um, before the uh, NCAA men's tournament. And so I was on my way to Floresville on Friday when I got a call from a source while driving through Austin uh, telling me that it had gone from, and I had talked to the source Thursday night while I was at work as well. um, And he was telling me that, you know, this source went, uh, this source told me that it went from 80-20, she stays at Baylor Thursday night to 70-30, she's going to LSU Friday. And so that's kind of when the whole weekend started for me. Um, you know, later that night we had uh, Nikki Latarulo had a source telling her uh, the same thing and that the press conference would be set for 5 p.m. Monday. Um, you know, and then Saturday nothing changes. And then Sunday um, I was grocery shopping with my soon-to-be fiancé whenever I got the text that uh, it, was done, it was a done deal. She's talking to the team right now, and you can go with it. Um, I was at the cash register at HEB near my brother's house in San Antonio before heading back to Temple. Um, and it was a just it was one of those things where by Friday night we knew it was coming. It was a matter of when was the paperwork done and when were sources going to give us the green light to go with it. Do you think once they uh, uh, once she had the LSU offer in hand, did did she truly – I know there's a ton of stuff out there, so I'm trying to – like you do, I try to stick with the facts on all this. Do you think she, from what you were hearing, did she at least um, go back to Baylor and say, listen, this is the situation, is there anything to be done here? Did she – do you feel like Baylor was given the chance to kind of fight for this thing? Um, because I – I, I, toward the end, it did start to feel like Curtis, and I'm not speaking for you. I'm just saying my my opinion was she kind of knew this thing had played its way all the way out. She was, and that maybe maybe both sides were a little bit done with each other. I, and I and I want to be accurate about that because I don't want it. I think if we try to try to Hollywood this up and go, oh, she gets to go back home. This is an exciting thing. No, this was messy. This was messy. This was not pretty down the stretch. What What do you think happened, like, down the stretch? Do you think she at least sort of gave Baylor a chance to, to do whatever they needed to do to try to convince her to not go to LSU? So I have heard the same thing. And, again, it's one of those, you know, kind of like you said, I don't know how true it was because it is a little tight lip on how those conversations went. But I've heard the same thing that you just said there, that it was messy as well. 
Um, I do know that she, Matt Rhodes, and Linda Livingstone all talked. I don't know how those conversations necessarily went. Um, I've now I've heard rumors about how they went, but again, you know that's conjecture, and it's not uh, it's not necessarily fact that's known right now. So I, like you said, I try to hold off on on that kind of stuff. I do, but I have heard the same things. I do know she talked with Baylor, but again, I'm not entirely sure. Um, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure to the point where I'm comfortable with reporting it. Um, how those conversations went. Talking to Curtis Quillen, Channel 6 does a really good job and, and was involved in a lot of this breaking news. Um, when Nick was getting involved, Curtis, Nick got involved. He, wherever he's moved off to, he's still, he can't quite give up that Central Texas beat. He, I, I saw him oh. jump out there with some news on, uh, oh, I think it was Saturday. He said, well, she's, she told me she's going to make the decision tomorrow. And... Uh, Oh man, it it was it was hanging out there, and as you know, Curtis, in our business, I, we try to stick with the facts and stick with and know people who in the know. And I was talking to Kim the whole time, uh, but but it, if you don't feel if once things are out of control, it, it, people just start fill, filling up that void with everything, and so the thing got carried away. And I tried, probably like you, to ignore a lot of the stuff coming out of Louisiana because it felt real like. I mean, again, I'm not nothing against podcast. I do one. I love podcasts, but it felt like sort of fan kind of stuff. You know, we're gonna get her. We're gonna get her, and it didn't feel real. And and it was just a. It it, it, it was just kind of wild when it took that turn. You're like, dang, this thing may happen. It felt like a little bit, and like you, I have a podcast, but a lot of you know exactly what you said. A lot of what was coming out of Louisiana felt like it was a lot of, you know, the, the best parallel I can draw to it is when Texas football fans start getting sick of whoever's coaching the team at that point, and then they start talking about wanting Nick Saban. That's what it kind of felt like at that point. LSU wanted a winner in basketball. It knows that, you know, fans there know they're going to have to fire Will Wade in the coming months or in the coming years uh, as the FBI wiretap stuff and the pay-for-play stuff falls down um, on him. In that program, you know, uh, they want a winner in basketball. They they see everything going on with the football program right now, and they're like, okay, well, you know, uh, our baseball team's down. You know, our softball team isn't what it was years ago. Let's let's you know, we want multi. We want something that's going to win, and that's what it felt like at the start. By and then Friday about lunchtime, it started feeling real, and then Friday night again, you know. Uh, everyone in our department was getting calls that this is very real um, and this is uh, likely going to happen at this point. Well, there's going to be backlash. I I think it would be accurate to say that probably there are people in the Baylor administration uh, that there there might be some people who are relieved that this is over. I mean, as we both know, I mean, I'm sure Kim's been mad at you at some point. She's been mad at me plenty of times. There's nothing like, there was never going to be like a clean ending. Like, it just, it's not going to happen. And we can kind of like put out the nicest press releases and statements. This thing was going to, it was not, if she left, it was not going to be pretty. And it wasn't. And now this is, this becomes, Curtis, everybody turns their attention to who do you hire. And, and we got plenty of time to visit and think about that. But, Curtis, I would say, I mean, this has to, this can't be like, well, let's try to identify a young 
Kim Mulkey. I mean, this this more has to, this has to be an established. I mean, this is kind of like if Geno retired tomorrow and UConn said, "Okay, we've got to," and maybe they would hire Rebecca Lobo or somebody from their staff or somebody that that would carry on that tradition. That may be a different line of succession, but this is going to be an enormous hire. I mean, you could almost argue. I mean, I know we don't compare. We don't, I hate to compare football to the, but I mean it. It's up there. It's up there as far as a hire you have to get right because what you can't do is ha- is have the program take a major step back and suddenly right. and, uh, for a year or two normally, you're the like, middle of the pack. And normally at these schools you hire a women's basketball coach and it's like it's a non-revenue sport. If you get it wrong, then you just got to get the next one less wrong or the next one right. You go to Correct. a school like Baylor, you've got three hires you have to get right because you have three revenue sports instead of just two like a lot of other schools. And that's football, men's basketball, and women's basketball. And so this is a hire that, you know, it's either going to wind up staying in the program or, like you said, it's going to wind up, turn into a blockbuster hire and you're going to see Matt go after somebody like a, like a, a Tara Vanderveer or a, or a Gina Oriama. And, again, that's not from sources. That's, again, that's just, you know, talking about the types of names you would see coming into Waco. But, Matt, you know, one of the things that kept popping up um, over the weekend is there's a very good chance of, we just see, okay, you worked for Kim for a number of years. Step on up. It's your time. And then I mean, the two names that kept popping up are the two that you see on Twitter, the TMSer, and the one that really kept popping up with, uh, with sources I talked to was Bill Brock. Bill Brock, who, you know, had a, an incredible tenure as the head coach at Grayson Junior College and who, in his short time away from Baylor, uh, kind of sandwiching his stint, um, his stint, in Waco with Coach Mulkey, uh, he kind of single-handedly turned Texas Tech into a really good women's basketball program for a few years there. Um, as a as the associate head coach there, as a really good recruiter out in Lubbock, and you know he he helped play a part in Tech's short-lived success in the mid 2000s. Um, and he's been in Waco for all three national championships. He's worked with those post players that have become you know hot names in the on the WNBA draft boards and. And um, beloved fan, you know, beloved players with the Baylor fans. And, you know, he's kind of been, not even kind of, he has been Coach Mulkey's right hand for so long. And so that's, you know, there's a lot of reasons that his name kept popping up. But uh, you have to think that Mac has taken a really hard look at both Brock and Satya Messer. Of course, Messer was a Division One head coach before coming to Waco. She's been here helping develop. Um, a lot of the guards helping win that 2019 national championship. So even if it's not the blockbuster name, I think I think you're going to see a really well studied hire from Matt. Yeah, the way this thing happened, I would be willing to bet you like a gut pack that it will not be one of those like the internal group. I, I cannot, I don't see that scenario happening, but who knows? Who knows? And I agree with what you say. This is not any sort of negative statement I'm making. I just think, uh, I just think they've got to go somewhere else with this hire. Again, just my personal opinion. All right, uh, Curtis, great to, uh, sorry this messed up your, uh, your getaway, but uh, good job and uh, always fun having you on. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. And you know what? Anytime I'm getting a text like that, it's always exciting. And at this point in my career, my family understands. 